This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and I'm fascinated to chat with Jaden Sterling today. Jaden is a seasoned professional investor, intuitive investing coach, and founder of Sterling Stock Picker, which is pretty super cool. Go check it out. <laughs> but we'll talk about that more later. With over 30 years of experience in the financial industry, Jaden has dedicated his professional life to helping individuals take control of their finances and achieve true financial freedom. As an innovator in the field, he was recently named to the list of the top innovative companies and CEOs of 2023 by Success Magazine. Jaden continues to push the boundaries by offering innovative stock investing solutions. His mission is to bring Wall Street to Main Street by empowering those with nest eggs to not only protect their money, but make it work for them to achieve financial independence. Jaden is a sought after media expert featured in Bloomberg, Market Watch, Yahoo Finance, and recently named to the executive board for Fast Company. Welcome. Hey, Jamie. Thanks so much. Great to be here with you. I'm super excited to share that finance doesn't have to be all black and white and boring, but there's a spiritual element to it. You know, there's a huge spiritual element to money and finance and abundance. I mean, if you look at the word, let's look at the word prosperity. The Latin derivative of that word is prosper, which means for spirit. Really? Yes. That's fascinating information. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. You know, spirit didn't put us here to worry about money. Our our goal and job in this incarnation is so much bigger. And when you honor your spirit, you and live a prosperous life. I believe that's the way that we give back to to the divine spirit, the creator, whichever you know, whatever word you want to use for that. But I think that's us using the best of taking the best of our tool set, whether it's your your intuition or your inner guidance, your, you know, maybe some of your channelers watching this, like taking that kind of guidance and marrying it with money and abundance and success and business. And, you know, I've seen so many people, Jamie, like, like segregate the two. They're like, well, I put my, my spiritual life over here in this compartment and then money is all the way over here and never shall the two meet? And I'm like, <laughs> no, let them join. <laughs> let them connect because that's just such the easy path to creating tremendous abundance and prosperity. Well, and isn't the real magic in the nexus? It is. It is. Awesome. And, 
You know, and you only have to do that if you want life to be a little bit easier. If if you want to continue to struggle with money and abundance, you know, hey, just keep the two separate and <laughs> so be it, right? But <laughs> if you're looking for that like ease and flow that is so attractive when you think about calling forth opportunities and bringing money and abundance into your life, then have at it. Use that intuitive guidance and ability that you've got. I love that you said ease and flow because literally the story that plays in so many people's heads, money's hard. Like you have to work really hard and, and keeping it is hard. And so ease, like why wouldn't you want to integrate that energy around it? Why would you ever even think about it? <laughs> you know, can I speak to that whole thought process around because you know I'm it, I'm look I've done this actually it's 35 years now cheap I'll be 55 this summer and um so I've been doing this for a very long time I've worked with thousands of people different parts of the world and the story is always the same a lot of people who struggle with money the the story is around you know I was told I had to work hard for it and if I don't work hard for it you know I can't expect it to come in my life and and in school and upbringing, I mean, I went to college, studied finance at American University, and no one ever talked about belief system around money. No one ever talked about an, an ease and flow with abundance. And so when you start to get into the real world and start making your way with money and your guidance, then you start to realize, oh, that really didn't serve me keeping the focus on working hard because, you know, that would mean that every ditch digger would be a millionaire. Right. Is that, Hello. The... <laughs> it's not the case, right? So there's a lot of people that it doesn't even look like they work very much. And yet they're tremendously abundant multimillionaires, I'd say. And so, so then we start to open up, the understanding and on a conscious level that really isn't steeped in truth that you have to work hard for money. The reality is you just have to be in alignment with money and every person, I believe every person has a key element to align with money and it's, it's innate. It was given to each person at birth. It's that special something that they've got that is key to tap into and really pursue. That's super interesting. So do you guide people in identifying what that element is and how to tap into it? Yeah, great question. So I guide people to tune into it within themselves by asking specific questions. And I start with um, taking someone back to their very first job. Like, what was your very first job? <laughs> Jamie, you tell me, what was your very first job you did? I was a basketball camp counselor. Awesome. And did you enjoy it? I did. Okay. So how long did you keep that job? Every summer until I graduated from law school, just about. Awesome. And fast forward, graduated from law school. What did you do then? Then I became a lawyer. All right. And <laughs> Did you feel that shift? I did. <laughs> I totally did. So what aspect of being a lawyer did you love? In all reality, it was just a program that 
I had chosen to recite. So it wasn't until later in my career that I found some elements that I actually really did love. And I do a lot of elder law work. So I love helping families plan for their, their parents or grandparents or whatever to be comfortable and happy. I love that. And do you see how it matches what you did as your first career, which is you were a camp counselor, right? Yeah. So you took that skill set, probably unbeknownst to you, but the universe said, okay, Jamie, you're going to go to law school and you're going to get your law degree. And then you're going to go over here and then you're going to end up with, which is such a huge need consulting with people to help their elders and, you know, make the right decisions. Cause there's a, a lot, as you know, that goes into right. elders and their estates and planning and uh, making sure that uh, not a lot of inheritance tax is paid and things of that nature. But, you know, when you get into making them comfortable and making sure their wishes are, um, you know, taken care of, then do you see the combination there that your your superstar skill set? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Thanks for pointing that out. My pleasure. Happy to. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's so easy. And it's so fun. You know, most people think their life purpose has to like drop down from the sky in this big billboard and it says, Jamie, you are here too, you know, and it's going to present that. And the reality is everything that we're in, in the now moment is part of what we're here to do. It's yeah. part of our mission, part of our purpose. You know, we all have these different levels of life, relationship and business and career and children and some don't, some do, like, you know, that it's all part of pets, properties, um, things of that nature. And when we start to look at, you know, what what is the 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 combination of these things that really light you up that you love uh, to do, then you're 100 percent on track with your purpose. Well, and it's interesting because so many people look at purpose or or a destination. It's part of the experience and the journey. It Don't is. miss all the other good stuff. <laughs> totally. That's right. Most people are so looking forward to, you know, the next thing, the when I get there, I'll be happy. I hear from a lot of people and I always say, no, no, you won't be. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, if you're not a happy person now, how are you going to be happy when you get to a whole different spot? Yeah, like It just doesn't make sense. So yeah, when you start to invoke uh, gratitude and love and joy and bring all that into the experience, then life is, I think it's joyful and fun. And, and, and I, you know, the ease and flow go together, but there are times that prior to getting into massive flow, it took effort. I mean, it took, you know, but it, I never found it difficult because I always feel like I was guided. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that inner, you know, that kind of that inner thing, because most people think that action brings the result when there's actually two different types of action. There's guided action. And then there's just action from your egoic conscious mind, which is like trying to fit, you know, a round peg in a square hole. It just doesn't right. work. And most people get burnt out by that, but they think, oh, you know, I have to attend networking meetings and I have to make cold calls and I have to do all these different things that they absolutely can't stand to do. When in actuality, there's a part of them that's saying, hey, 
that's whispering in their ear every morning, you know what, reach out to so-and-so. This is who you need to connect in with today. Or show up at this grocery store at this particular time. And then all of a sudden you run into someone, you're like, oh, I was just thinking about you, right? How, how many serendipitous moments have you had in life? So and many. So many. And that is because you were following that internal guidance. And so was that other person because they showed up at the same time too. I love that because you look at so many opportunities to experience serendipity or coincidence as some people, I don't believe in coincidence, but some people refer to it as that. And you only look at it from your perspective, but there is a whole other factor of variables and and moving parts to make that happen. Thanks for that awareness. My pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) how How do we integrate money into all of this? So money is is energy, and most people hear that because um, a lot of people say it, but they don't back it up with anything. So I, I you know, I'm m- many decades into studying the energy of money, and we have to go right to Albert Einstein. Most people know Albert Einstein, right? And and a reporter one day asked Albert Einstein, Albert, what's it like to be the smartest man in the world? And Albert Einstein said, I have no idea. Go ask Nikola Tesla. So (laughs) (laughs) Nikola Tesla isn't as well known as Albert Einstein was, but very key person in why we are able to flick a switch and have lights, right? Because he worked with the uh, formula to help Thomas Edison. Um, Thomas Edison was working with DC direct current, uh, um, uh, Tesla had, I, I always want to call him Elon Musk. I swear to you, Jamie, I think I think Elon Musk is Nikola Tesla incarnated because I've never seen this two in the same room ever at the same time. Maybe so. There's I think so. T- talk about like ghosts and witches and like now we're getting deep. So, <laughs> so Nikola slash Elon says, I've got it figured out. I've got this AC, this alternating current. So Combined with DC, we have that's where you get the AC DC, not because of the band, but because of you know this electrical current, this charge to make it work. So because of Nikola Tesla, we've got lights, we've got uh, radio frequencies. It's it's why we have a remote control. I mean, he he was such a prolific inventor, mm. and so we really have to pay attention to someone who is that genius. And he basically said, uh, forget everything that you know about matter and think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration to understand the keys to the world. So now we get into this conversation around energy, frequency, and vibration, which everything is vibrating. There's Everything is frequency and everything is energy. But what is the energy of money? Well, one day I decided I'm just going to ask. So uh, right before I woke up one morning, I, this is how I do it. I connect in with my team in the non-physical dimension. And uh, I said, team, connect me with the energy of money. And the moment I said that, I felt two distinct, uh, two distinct energies. One was the energy of uh, creativity, which is a feminine energy. It's beautiful energy, right? We create rather than consume. So money felt like creativity, but simultaneously what also came in was the energy of discipline and discipline is a 
uh, a masculine energy. And it's not like, oh, you know, you didn't eat your green beans. It's the discipline of showing up every day with your creativity. It's that artist who is so amazing at her craft and getting her to create the structure to sell her artwork. That's the discipline part. So it's this combination of the two. And every day, Jamie, when I'm at my desk, I'm asking myself, am I invoking the power of creativity? And am I invoking the power of discipline? Hmm. And when we do that and we show up, so we show up consistently, money loves consistency, but money also loves vision. And it's the, I mean, it's biblical without vision, the people shall perish, right? So money is one of those energies that will be your partner as long as you show up being in a disciplined approach, but also allowing for that creative side because it's the creative side that gets us closest to creator, right? That's what we're here. So I've always believed there's this real heart connection with money and I've also, my guides have told me in the past that we at, get this, Jamie, this is, this is very cool. This is something that most people, I've, I've never heard anyone say this about money, but my guides told me that we actually are the creators, the initiators of abundance in our life, of money in our life. And I asked the, the team, well, what the heck do you mean by that? Like, what do you mean we create it? Because most people think it's outside of them that they have to do these things to get it, right? It's like, oh, I got to get money. I got to get money. And the guide said, when you give from your heart and be of service, so just, you know, give with love, joy, and gratitude. Those are the three highest vibratory emotions, by the way, feelings, love, joy, and gratitude. When you're giving at that level, and it can be giving a smile to someone walking down the street. Do you know, when you smile at someone intentionally to brighten their day, you've started, you've kickstarted the flow of money. That's fascinating. Isn't that awesome? And what that means is you're in charge of that. You're the primer of the pump. If you want to get that money flow flowing in your world, give first. Most people do it the opposite. They're like, well, I'll give after I get. And money's like, "Mm, no, I don't roll that way. I roll with you taking that first step giving. And then, Jamie, here's the hardest part that most people flunk at. They stink at it. And that is receiving. Oh, right. Because that's uncomfortable for so many people. So many people struggle with it. And I know it. Like You know someone struggling with receiving after you compliment them. And then they deflect it. They're like, what? This shirt? Oh, no. But look at you. You look great. You know, they don't, they don't yeah. receive a compliment. And a compliment costs what? Nothing. Zip, nada, <laughs> zero. And yet they think that the universe is going to plunk a million dollars in their lap because they've been asking for it. However, they don't have the capacity or the container to receive that level of abundance. And that's important. Not everyone is operating at the frequency where they can call that in and receive it. That's right. So can we increase our capacities? You can, you can become a first class receiver. First class receiver is someone who joyfully receives everything that comes along their path. And that means a smile, a compliment. It's someone who um, 
uh, doesn't feel like every dollar in their bank account they have to spend. They're comfortable with sitting with the energy of money, keeping it in their account. And then ultimately, I found that the person who is the most uh, self-confident is the one who can grow their money in a very productive way. Interesting. Yes. So how do we build the confidence to become those people? Okay, great question. There's a few components to self-confidence that are key and critical, and they relate directly with the energy of money. One is self-esteem. Someone has to have a self-esteem that is so bang on, tight, solid, like it's like, you know, someone can call you an a-hole and you're like, mm, so sorry, you're having a bad day. Move along. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're not that type of person. So that didn't even stick. It didn't upset you. You don't give it any mental energy. That's self-esteem. It's valuing yourself. When you value yourself, people will value the same amount. So if you, whatever time, dollar amount you put on your time, people are going to pay it because they believe that you're worthy of that because you're asking for it. So, and you know this, like when you, like I have this Mont Blanc pen that I got from my twin brother, this star pen, this pen is $450. Now it's not my nature to go out and spend $450, but because I know the pen is very dear to me. Uh, first of all, my twin brother passed. And so this is just a beautiful reminder to me of him. And I keep it right on my desk and I look at it every day. And, you know, if it were like, some other type of pen, like a, you know, just a, just a regular ballpoint, whatever, right. it wouldn't have as much meaning and value. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, so when you, we actually value things that we pay for. So this is where most people really struggle because they think, oh, I need to, you know, offer things for free or, and the reality is people don't value what you offer for free. They just don't. There's no, there's no, there's no connection with that. But I've noticed the more I charge, the more value people get from working with me because they're vested. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, I've made this investment. I've spent a thousand dollars to spend 30 minutes with this guy. I'm going to make the most of my time. So absolutely. Self, so self, um, Self-esteem, very important, uh, self as you value. So is self-respect as equally mm -hmm. as important as self-esteem. And self-respect is, is that thing that, if you look at the root word respect, R-E, whenever R-E is in front of a word, that means again. Well, spect actually comes from the word spectacle, which is to see. So self-respect is us looking at ourselves again through a different lens. Mm. Maybe there's some self-forgiveness to work to do. You know, maybe you did something when you were younger and you're still to this day beating yourself up on it. Let it go. Just let it go. Do whatever you have to do to make peace with the past so that you can look at yourself through a lens and say, you know what? I'm doing the best I can do. That's self-respect. And the last one is self-love self-love. Mm. So when you really step into the energy of loving yourself, and most people are so good at loving everyone else except for themselves. Have you noticed that, Jamie? Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. They're like, oh, I bring my friend flowers and I write my friend notes. And, you know, I do this, all this for friends or family, but it's like, okay, great. And what are you doing for yourself? Right. 
<laughs> and the number one step for self-love is setting healthy boundaries. Very important. And you don't have to be obnoxious about your boundaries. Just honor them. That's it. That's it. Fascinating. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, the, it, it's a complex energy, but I think once you're in the flow, it becomes not so complex. That's right. Like doing anything, anything new is challenging because you have no framework for it. You've never done it before. You've never achieved that level. You've never gotten to the other side of it. But eventually the first time's the hardest and then the next time's easier and easier and easier. So that first time you set a boundary, a healthy boundary with someone, it's going to feel clunky and it's going to feel awkward and you're going to question yourself, but stand with it. Just create it, stand with it. No reason to back down. And then the next time is going to get easier and easier and easier. And that's with all these things that we're talking about, you know, the self um, esteem piece, the self uh, respect piece, self-worth. I mean, it's all tied in and like anything, doing anything new, that it's that first million that's the hardest. You know this, Jamie. The first million is the hardest to make. After that, it's really simple. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in. Let's roll. Oh, you are in. Thanks for investing in us, by the way. Great. Well, well, actually, let's talk about that. Sure. Let's talk about the stock picker and sure. what people can expect from that experience. Absolutely. So... Um, for years now, I have been guided to create something that I can bring all my friends and family along with it and, and richly bless them. It's always been my vision. I feel like I'm a steward of money. Um, I have a background in finance, worked on Wall Street for 11 years and have been an entrepreneur for the last uh, 20. So I'm in uh, actually 25 years. So I'm in the know with money and how to work with the energies of it. And so I created a uh, four and a half years ago, I created a platform called Sterling Stock Picker. That's ster like Sterling Silver. And it was my intention was bringing Wall Street to Main Street, keeping it simple for people, because I found that working on Wall Street, it's they complicate the heck out of it through acronyms and and. Um, investments that don't always work out for investors, but they work out great for the, for the wall street brokerage firm and bank. And I thought this is ridiculous. I'm going to change. I'm going to, I'm going to really interrupt the system. Like, you know, people talk about that kind of thing, but I actually did it. I created software that allows for someone in three clicks or less to find winning stocks, even if they're brand new to investing. And it's been it's been a phenomenal journey. We raised almost a million dollars in our first capital raise. My goal is to take the company public in a few short years, and we're on target um, to achieve that goal. So I'm one of those people that I feel like when you create a great product and you bring the intention and integrity behind that great product, you can achieve what you want. And that's what the stock picker does. It helps people very simply build a portfolio of individual stocks. We don't follow mutual funds. I've always said friends don't let friends buy bonds. We stay away. I help people stay away from that garbage. And now look at the whole banking crisis is because all these banks had bonds on their balance sheet. I mean, duh, when you raise interest rate eight times, and by the way, again, today, they just raised 25 basis points. The value of, fixed, of a fixed income asset drops. 
it doesn't right. take rocket science to know that kind of thing. So for some reason, the bankers couldn't figure that out and they got stuck with all these bonds in their portfolio. So our stock picker is pure, um, only follows individual companies. We track 60,000 stocks, but Jamie, only 16,000 show up in our stock picker because frankly, the others aren't even worth your investment dollars. We don't even show them in there because it's like, why? They're either companies that are not actively traded or you might lose money with them. So, so we do all that vetting uh, for folks and we do it through the Sterling Stock Picker. And I will say the interface and the whole system is really simple to use. Thank you. I, I don't go on regularly enough, but when I do go on, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to do that and that. And it keeps you kind of keeps you accountable to the things that you want to be doing, but can easily get distracted from. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that was our intention. Make it super simple for people, whether you're building a portfolio or you just want to click the magic stock selector and find a winning stock for the day or click through on the stock rockets and find a stock that's ready to take off. You know, what, wherever you, whatever your goal is, we'll, we're going to help you get there. Awesome. So where can people find you and learn more about the stock picker and, and who you are and the cool things you bring to the world? Awesome. Thanks for asking, Jamie. Um, sterlingstockpicker.com. That's sterling like sterling silver. Uh, stockpicker.com is where all that information is. We'll include a link just so it's nice and simple for people to click on it in the show notes too. Thank you. This has been super fun. Thank you for sharing information about money that a lot of people don't have awareness of. This is, I mean, it's common sense once you hear it, but it's kind of uncharted territory for a lot of people. It is. It is. And, but the nice thing about the show that we just did, you know, people can actually take action on things that we talked about, right? They can look at how they're taking compliments or not, right? Are they receiving them? Are they receiving when a friend says, hey, let me take you to lunch. Are you open to receiving that without feeling like you have to, you know, repay someone, right? It's like, okay, will you buy lunch this time? I'll buy it next. No, they're simply enjoying your company. So let them buy you lunch. Yeah, perfect. I am available for lunch, by the way, next time you travel through. (laughs) I'll be there. (laughs) I look forward to it. (laughs) Thank you again, Jaden. And I want to say thank you to everyone who joined us today. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 